Welcome to the Sex Magic Podcast, where we explore the connections between sexuality and spirituality, the various cultures and traditions of sex magic, and conversations about everything in between, led by a coven of curious modern witches. If you'd like to follow us on social media, our Instagram is Sex Magic Podcast, our website is sexmagicpodcast.com, and if you want to send us an email, sexmagicpodcast at gmail.com. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible, a truly magical way to experience your favorite books through oral tradition and storytelling. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash sexmagicpodcast. Hello, lovers and friends. This is Tony, and this is Sex Magic Podcast with your favorite hosts. No, I'm just kidding. We're not going to play favorites like that. Shh. But maybe. <laughs> but maybe. Shady and... Me? Shady? Yeah, but you were supposed to say my name. Oh, shit. <laughs> and Tony. This is a very special episode, as you can tell. It's just me and Tony. Uh, and we are the about... most special. <laughs> <laughs> just going into the ether about... The tarot t- uh, card, The Tower. Which I don't have that much experience with tarot. So even before this, I was like, I don't really know what the card means besides like shit happens i mean just looking at the picture of it i'm like stuff is obviously crumbling down right but that's the magic of tarot cards as even if you don't know what it means you can look at it if you have that capability and you can see the colors you can see what's happening what's toppling over um and you know generally we're talking about the standard deck which is like the rider weight deck and by looking at it i mean there's a crown coming off the top of a tower big lightning bolt just stuff is going down oh yeah fire is that fire or is that just where the lightning yeah that no, looks it's definitely some flames there's things combusting and people falling with their uh, hands splayed out towards the ground ominous ominous clouds but i mean even with all of the cards like i'm never like oh these ones are like unlucky how some people like to affix like oh shit i got the death one or i got the devil one or i don't even really know what the quote unquote like negative bad ones are I don't believe in negative and and bad things happening when it comes to cards or manifestation. It's all necessary and like it is what it is. I've really adopted that as my mantra with things as they come up because I'm not to say that my life changing in ways that I didn't anticipate isn't a good thing. Right. I think it's always going to change in ways you don't anticipate. So But, you know, there's something about looking at a card that looks like that that makes you think, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Yeah, I think it's natural to turn it over and be like, oh, shit. But at the same time, I feel like also, too, if you've pulled a certain card at a time in your life and stuff has been, like, really trying or difficult, when you, like, get that again, I feel like it's natural to be like, oh, no. But it doesn't always happen in the same way or necessarily mean the same thing at different times. No. I feel like if we strip it down to its most basic, it just means things are changing. Things are shaking. Times are changing. They're <laughs> going to change no matter what. Basically. Can't and... be uh, comfortable and have change at the same time. Nope. <sighs> the growing pains. That's what I feel like the tower is. It's like, all right, get ready for some growing pains. Or eclipse season. Oh, eclipse season. Yeah, I could definitely see how... Is that around when I got my first one this year? When was the last eclipse? Do you remember? 
I feel like I should know this. I think it was around cancer season, so maybe July, because normally they come in sets and waves, and I think we normally have like three sets of like eclipses or so that happen. Mm. Right now, I think it's on like the Cancer Capricorn axis, so it's really like shaking up those people's lives. Yeah, I think I've got a little bit of both of those. Right, but eclipses are like basically like supercharged moons that like, they're like windows of change in which a lot of abrupt um, things kind of take place. I kind of connect it with like Uranus energy, you know, like Mm. the sudden revelation where you just feel like you're jolted out of whatever your situation is and you're like, holy crap, my life was like this and now it's just completely different whether that's, you know, hanging out with completely different people, having relationships and jobs and and sometimes all of them at the same time. Oh, yeah. Which normally when shit goes down, I feel like just everything happens at once. Everything hits at once. That's a basic principle, yeah. And I mean, mindset is everything because the way you view things is the way they are, right? So if you see everything hitting like that and you're like, oh my goodness, now I have no job, I got no lover, I got no motivation, what do I do, what do I do? That's when you have to be the most steadfast in who you are and what you want to go after because the the way is being paved for that right yeah I think that it's natural to be like all of this sucks like what does this mean but then once you see all of it it's like you can't ignore those signs it's like all right this didn't just all explode for no reason so yeah I feel like I've had a couple of tower moments that have really helped me just rise from the ground up where they definitely shook me out of my comfort zone um one happened when I had my last breakup my boyfriend cheated on me I was also my place flooded too so I had to get my entire floor replaced which I feel like was very symbolic like literally the ground like was creating a new foundation wow. yeah exactly but look at how it's the both sides of that right mm-hmm. like it's both losing the ground that you're used to walking on and also having to mm-hmm. rebuild yeah and my my ex lived with me so I feel like after that you know I kind of felt that void that emptiness but it was also very cleansing in the sense of like okay I feel like in this relationship I didn't meet like anyone new the entire year and I was like I really want to focus on my friendships and feeling connected to different groups of people so there are some um, people in like North Hollywood I started hanging out with and they just like shared a lot of the same I guess like values and friendship that I admired like they got it You know, we would like reciprocate, like I'd go there, they'd come to me, which is like kind of a long way. And I really invested in just hanging out with them more and driving to see them and really cultivating those friendships. And they're like some of my closest friends now. So, And that's fantastic in all the ways because it really is a card about leveling up. It's a card about going after what you really say that you want and being able to let go of all of the things that you totally built, that you are valid in loving them and appreciating them and being grateful for them, whether they're opportunities that you made for yourself, opportunities that you took, friends, lovers, um, people, relationships work-wise that you cultivated that brought you to where you were. But sometimes the tower means letting go of most of those things because they no longer serve you. Mm Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes, too, the tower can come at different points when you feel like 
you are ready to level up. Because I remember there was some point, I think it was like last summer, where I was like, you know what? I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job in life. I was like, I've got some of these things under control. And then all of a sudden it was like, bam, turned me on my head. I had like a couple of random like break-ins like in my place. This was also during eclipse season. Mm. So um, it was during cancer season, which is funny because like cancer deals with themes of like security and your home base and having that kind of invaded. You know, that's just not something that I really thought about before because my place is like, I call it like my fortress of solitude. It's like my personal sanctuary. And to have that invaded, yeah, I definitely, when I was in my place after that, you know, I'd just like hear random shit and I'd be like, they're coming in. So I got, bought a bunch of security cameras. My place is strapped now. You are not coming in. But... <laughs> Paying attention to like physically securing my home and my space and getting back to that, it actually did take longer than I thought. You know, your mind's your mind can play tricks on you. Just like hear something rustling in the middle of the night, get like my baseball bat out from under my bed. I slept with the swords under my bed actually for a while. Sharp ones. Yeah. Well, not necessarily for the intruders, just because I have weapons. Right. So right. I like daggers. Daggers. <laughs> That's a really close range type of weapon. Mm -hmm. I really like um, exercising and training with different weapons. I'm not actually a badass, but I aspire to like be one. Like I'm not athletic or coordinated that well, but I'm like, let me like play with all these dangerous objects and just, you know, see what happens. That's great. And I feel like having that type of attitude is super helpful in other aspects of life, like moving forward as though you are the dagger and you're mm -hmm. slashing through the shit. Yeah, and maybe it was like a symbol of that time. Maybe I was getting too complacent, you know, in my home space or kind of like too set in my routines. So, yeah, just paying more attention to what I really wanted to solidify, not just in my physical space, but like in my connections and relationships too. Mm. That's where I felt it in the relationship aspect. And just like we're saying, just because everything is changing doesn't mean everything is going downhill. Um, when I had probably one of my biggest, if not my biggest tower moment, it was when I met my primary partner because mm -hmm. the way that that relationship manifested was so on point. It was everything fell into place. It was complicated. It had its complications. But the one thing that we were not questioning was that we both knew it was right and that it was going to happen. And boy, did it shine a light on all of the relationships around me that were not mm -hmm. helping me elevate. Right. Yeah, I feel like, I guess, leveling up in relationships and with friend groups is important because like you are the company that you keep yes you are um I feel like as an introvert too sometimes it's hard for me to like go out and like make new friends I'm like oh, no one move away just stay here <laughs> but I feel like meeting new people when I do like it's opened up like entirely new worlds so I'm trying to like seek out I guess just new connections in general I get that. And I'm also in a position where I'm seeking out new connections. I don't mind going out. I can't do it all the time. And generally after I meet people out and they get to know who I am, which is not a person who always goes out, it makes things hard to like maintain. So I'm, I'm very interested in finding the people that are my people. Mm -hmm. But 
I think one of the lessons of the tower and, and how I can take that moving forward after having a moment where I looked around and was like, wow, is everyone a frenemy? Mm -hmm. um, is really looking at the fact that most things end. Most things do end, and it doesn't have to be a terrible thing. No, I'm trying to get better at that because as a Pisces, I'm like, can it just go on and on forever? But some things do need to end, and most relationships and connections aren't meant to go on forever and ever. And I don't know if you deal with this as a Taurus, but like trying to make things work. Also, you're not a normal Taurus, I feel like, in a good way. Thank you. But I feel like most Taurians um, will always give second chances and trying to make it work, even if the other person won't meet them halfway. Yeah, that's something that I've struggled with in the last... Uh in the last few, I've made the most change in that about boundaries. It's a, it's about boundaries for my own self as opposed to boundaries that other people put up. Because I'm good at dealing with other people's boundaries, right. but I let them take more than they deserve. Uh, and, and the reason why was because for a really long time, I was like, who am I to say what they deserve? If I can give it and they're willing to ask for it, then I'm going to give as much as I can. Right. And but then, people take it a lot. Oh my gosh. I was so depleted. Ooh, I was very, very drained from those experiences. And I had to learn to be discerning. Mm -hmm. And that took a little while and it felt bad at first it felt like I was denying people who needed me mm -hmm. um I am a healer by nature it's who I am it's always been a part of me it's part of my family uh and I don't go after healing people I don't like study ways to heal right. people neither do I right but I am drawn to those subjects and people who are in need of healing are drawn to me Mm -hmm. uh, so I had to learn how to recognize that if someone is not helping themselves, right, you no can't amount. just give and give and give and expect it to get better with them, even though it feels good. And that's the thing. It feels really good taking care of people. But yeah, if you if you keep coming across these different themes that are kind of challenging you and testing you, they'll keep popping up unless you, you know, learn yeah. and integrate the lesson. Yes. Yeah. And what's funny is, as I learned the lesson, I'm still in a place where I'm not the one necessarily saying, you know what, God bless, I'll talk to you another life, like, I wish you well, I'm not the one who severs ties the way I should, and so it's like a running theme, a common joke that I make that the trash takes itself out in my life, mm -hmm. where when someone's not good for me, they tend to remove themselves from the situation. Right. When people are seeking dark, they're not interested in those who are seeking light mm -hmm. nearly as much as the commiseration of, oh, we're both in the dark now. Which, right. if you're in the dark, be in the dark, but make sure that we're not wallowing or, or yeah. pulling other people in. We are trying to find balance in that shadow work. Um, but yeah, the friendships that you make, they're very, very dependent upon where you are in your life. Mm -hmm. it, you're going to attract the energy that you're putting out. Right. And that's why you can kind of like fall into like, oh, I've just like hung out with this person like all the time, all of a sudden. Then like a couple months later, you're like, oh, like where'd they go? Don't really see them anymore. But that's OK. You can, you know, like pick up where you left off and people will come in at the right time. So. Yeah. And I think the inverse of that would be when something happens that brings you and another person together mm -hmm. and you guys are there as a support system and then 
you realize that there's not much beyond that relationship other than being supportive and maybe that relationship ends, but it doesn't have to end on a bad note. We don't have to put our expectations on other people to a degree that makes them feel like they have to remove themselves from a situation. Right. And also sometimes things end and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Cause I've had friends that were definitely like, Oh, we were in a situation and we, all we had was each other. Right. And then once we were out of that situation, things changed. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> but not in a bad way. No, not in an, uh, not, not like in a, a bad bye, Felicia way. way. No, 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 no. Just a quiet unfollowing on Instagram a few weeks after <laughs> the last time you saw them. Oh man. I, was that too real? I'm so sorry. No, I like real. I can get real. <laughs> oh, I love you. So the leveling up, the shedding, uh, it's been happening for a long time for me. And I always think about snakes, but just recently I was reading about this particular type of lizard that sheds different parts of its body at different times, depending on what it needs, as opposed to like a snake, which it sheds pretty much all of it and however long that takes. It happens once every while. So this is more like incremental. Yeah. And that's kind of how it's been feeling like over the last few years since my Saturn return, Mm -hmm. it's been a lot of, okay, well, that's actually not who I am. That's not my identity. That person isn't necessarily helping my situation in a positive way. Maybe they're an energy vampire. And I didn't accept that before because Mm -hmm. I like being the maternal person. I like taking care. Me too. So energy vampires for people who don't know. People that basically just drain, suck away your energy. I don't really know, like, technical definition, but it's a very real thing when you think about just hanging out with some people, even if they're your friend, and just how you feel afterwards. Like, do you feel inspired and motivated and, you know, like, peaceful? Or do you just feel like, oh, man, like, that was a lot? And you think about it, you're like, wait, that was hanging out with my friend. It shouldn't necessarily feel like work or, like, you know, like a depletion. Yeah, And we can get into patterns where that depletion isn't even something that we register. Like we really don't connect with how we feel after or reflect on how we feel after an interaction with someone. Because it's not like it always starts that way in the beginning. They can also change too. Exactly. So you're just kind of like, okay. And it can happen over a long amount of time. So you're just like, whoa, is this normal? Is this how friendships are? Sometimes. Sometimes they're great. Sometimes they're forever. You know, I've got friends that I've been friends with for over a decade, and that's a long time because I moved around a lot. Um, But there are people that I've known even longer. We don't see each other as often, but every time we talk, it's always pleasant. Mm -hmm. Um, Do we agree on politics and religion and other things? Maybe not, but enjoying someone's time and being able to even just choose to be good about what you're appreciating in one another and how you're trying to nourish one another can be all you need in a friendship. Yeah, I think like sitting with endings and, you know, just truly absorbing how it feels instead of being like, oh, I didn't like that, you know, like whenever change is going on, it's like, okay, just sit there for a minute, you know, breathe and think about what's going on. And then, you know, when I think about the tower and the destruction there's a piece of me that's totally fine with destruction yeah but there's a piece of me that is not totally fine with 
building on that now. Like there's a little piece of me that's got fear of like, oh my God, I have to like start having over. to do it all over again. Yeah. It's like being the architect of your reality that comes crashing down every 10 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how it feels. I mean, I feel like when you are getting like started back up, it's usually not as bad as you think it's going to be. I, I agree. So, I agree. It's just that feeling that feeling I feel in my chest. I know I want to have it like all sorted out (laughs) and it's just yeah it doesn't really work that way and that's the mess of of life always right we're always in a position where things could go very much not to plan just not at all and sometimes things are just fall into place and you're like oh this is wonderful uh and again it's I think I'm gonna think about my mindset I'm just thinking about how if I go towards something knowing that it's all working out and that it was all for the best I mean oh usually when you try to resist the change that makes it much much worse that's what it is it's just like you gotta roll with the punches and you know you can only really change how you react to things Mm. To all our Sex Magic podcast lovers, we are so excited to share with you our collaboration with Audible. For all our listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. We do have a few book recs for you. If you're curious about polyamory, check out The Ethical Slut. For a classic to connect with the wild woman archetype, of course, the beloved women who run with wolves. What are you going to listen to? To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash sexmagicpodcast. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash sexmagicpodcast for your free audiobook. Or is it respond or react? I forget which one you, you do. I think it's respond. Respond. And I remember because it's the the way that we break down the word responsibility. It is your mm. ability to respond that that changes the way you're interacting with the world. Right, because you can be like, oh my gosh, this sucks. Everything's right. horrible. Or you can be like, you know, this happened, but I'm going to make the best of it. Yeah. And being flexible. And I feel like I've learned to be much better about that. Whenever plans like wouldn't go according to how I wanted them to be, I'd kind of get like really angry and frustrated. And now I'm just, I just kind of laugh sometimes. I feel like sometimes those situations are just so dark that you just have to be like, wait, is this real? <laughs> is this, am I on the Truman show? Yes. <laughs> you really do have to laugh sometimes. I mean, Sometimes do a good laugh cry. Oh, I love a good laugh cry. (laughs) And what type of music do you play in the background of a laugh cry? I mean, I'm always just listening to like some emo rage music. Oh, nice. nice. I feel like that fits. (laughs) I feel like we could do that or we could go like heavy Natalie Portman and just like listen to the Garden State soundtrack. Yes. You just have to find your mood. Um, Yeah, the laughter is important because... Just because it looks bad <laughs> doesn't mean it's going awful. And I have to remind myself that constantly. I mean, everyone goes through stuff. I know, like, I've been around where many of my friends have been going through specific kind of tower periods, and they always get through it, you know? That is the thing about life is you either get through it or you don't. Oh, but you know what you were saying about, like, how you're viewing the situation, whether you're like, oh, my God, all of this sucks, or 
I'm going to make the most of this. Mm -hmm. Really? Do you know what I think the more important thing is? What? Taking action, even if the action doesn't feel comfortable. Right. Because I feel like, (laughs) well, at least for me, if something happens, I'm like, okay, like, what do I want to go towards? Let me break it down. What's like the first little tiny step? And if I just do that, then I'm like, okay, that's even progress. And usually that makes me feel better. I know some people have different ways that they like process emotions, but if I can be proactive and just a small sense and kind of get my thoughts and actions sorted out, take one step towards it, that always makes me feel a little bit better. Oh yeah. Sorting things out is probably one of the best things to get myself into a place of like, okay, this is totally doable. Uh, but when I think about this, I'm really thinking about how I have a relationship with running as an exercise. Mm. Um, I've been into running for the past year. I I think I've come to the conclusion that I don't really like long distance running, but I've tried it out before I couldn't run like 30 seconds without just like dying. And then I ran a 10K like a couple weeks ago. Hey, that's amazing. I was like, holy crap. I mean, not fast, but still. Yeah, but you did it. I would take a lift like to go like a block away before. I was like the most sedentary person ever. So this is like pretty much a miracle for me. That's major. (gasps) So my relationship with running is is someone chasing me, right? Like I'm not doing it (laughs) unless there is a very good reason. And that's for lots of things. It's not just because I'm, I'm... a sedentary person. I like mm-hmm. to be active. I like kickboxing and Taibo and what else? Do, I don't like the Zumba. I know the kids do the Zumba, That's but I don't like, like the dance. The Zumba. Like yeah, something. yeah, yeah. But I'll I'll do like boxing. So it's not that I don't like active things. Mm-hmm. It's just running has no appeal to me. It's I can't talk during it. Mm-hmm. Food can't happen <laughs> right before it or during it. So it's just, just a lot about running that I'm just like not interested. But I'll do it sometimes because I know it's good for my cardiovascular health. It's great for stamina. And the first, I want to say mile, maybe mile and a half. I am not happy. Oh my God, I'm not happy. I'm so unhappy, especially the first week or two. No, the first month I feel like because I would be like, all right, I'm going to like run. And then no, I didn't start getting like the positive feelings from doing it until probably like a month in. Yeah. And got to be gentle at first because I'd be like, okay, I'm going to run a mile every day. It's like, dude, I haven't run a mile in like, I don't even know how many years. So I just walked on the treadmill super slow for 20 minutes the first day. And I was like, that's it. So being very gentle with myself, that's what has kind of let me do it for longer than two weeks and not just quit completely. Yeah. I mean, this is, I'm looking at it and I feel like one of the easiest ways for my brain to take forward action in my life is to remind myself that it's not going to be that hard for that long Mm -hmm. and it's definitely going to be more of what I'm looking for on the other side right just like one foot in front of the other yes Mm -hmm. yes ma'am it is, it is painful. It is painful, but I kind of like it in a sick way, but I think I don't like <laughs> it sick. anymore. Well, running more than like three miles, I'm not like really about. I feel like in training for the 10K, I was like, okay, I need to like do at least this. But now that it's over, I'm just like, all right. Yeah. Let me just do one mile. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's great. I think, again, any little bit that's moving you towards what you want, because you right. didn't go out and decide like, I'm going to be a runner now. And even if you did, and then you changed your mind, that's totally okay too. 
So yeah, I feel like running is definitely a good activity if you're having just like a, a tower moment to kind of get you to just be going in a new direction and not feeling so overwhelmed. I yeah, feel it's like... too too similar of an experience, like mm-hmm. any activity, like I feel, I feel like, like trying to find time. the silver lining too in it when you're thinking about it. It's like, okay, this happened, but what's like one good thing that has yeah. resulted from this and just kind of uh, sticking with that and holding that? Because I feel like it's easy to just be like super negative about everything that's happened and, you know, kind of playing the victim. So oh, if you yeah. can concentrate on like the positive instead and really work towards that, I think that it makes it a much more enjoyable experience. I mean, gratitude comes to mind, right? Because I have a lot of specifics that come to my head when I think about things like being grateful or being optimistic or seeing the silver lining. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a piece of me that doesn't really like the idea of optimism. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go around always thinking that everything's going to be great because it's not to be realistic. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not that it's not going to be great, but it's that it's going to be exactly what it is. And that's, what I have to work with, which means that odds are it's the best position that I could be put in Mm -hmm. because the universe is working in your favor. Right. You look back at everything and you're like, oh, I did really need that at this time. Or if this didn't happen, then this wouldn't have happened. Right. And you wouldn't have been put on like an entirely different path. So those challenges present themselves because we are kind of proving how much we want what we say we're wanting. Yeah, when you ask the universe for stuff, and then it's like, oh, yeah, you want that? Okay, here you go. (laughs) Show me, baby. And just like anything else, the transitions are always the most... Right, unsettling. Yeah, it's (laughs) the time to be the most... You feel you should be the most cautious, but don't let caution and paralysis be the same. Like... You still have to keep moving forward. Yeah, I think that in those times, like a grounding physical exercise helps me keep like at least a little bit of consistency like throughout my days. If I'm just super overwhelmed with all those thoughts, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to go on a walk every night. And that kind of helps bring you back to like a kind of reset, recharged place. Yeah. And that's, you're a water sign. So that's feels like, so for me as like a super deep earth person, I do silly things like blow bubbles Yes, because the bubbles are great and they float. And then they used to have a bubble machine. I don't know like what the output was, but it was crazy. I remember (laughs) using one of those where there was like a big pan of bubble solution (laughs) and you like put the face in the pan and then you put it up and it just had all the bubbles being blown at once. Is that Mm -hmm. what you're talking about? Oh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't like a gun. You wouldn't have to do anything. You literally just like turned it on. It would just like blow all the (laughs) bubbles out. I was like, it can do it. I'm just reaping all the benefits. And, you know, very into automated systems. That for me is representative of a lightness and a certain amount of naivety that I think I personally need in order to go through it because I do feel like I get a little bit jaded. I feel like I'm like trudging along. I mean, life is hard. I'm like, I didn't sign up for this. (laughs) But you totally did. You totally did. We all signed up for this. This, You are not here by accident. Mm -hmm. Yeah, taking responsibility for the things that go on in life too. I mean, some stuff you just can't plan for, but other things, I, I feel like I had a little bit of epiphany around the last full moon that was in 
in Pisces about, you know, because people are always like, oh, Pisces always play the victim and stuff. And I was like, I don't really, I don't think I do that. But then again, I was thinking, I was like, okay, I do get myself into like these really intense, stressful situations, usually by my own hand and just letting problems go on and fester. And I was like, oh, I see now. And I'm like, I just can't handle this thing that's going on. It's like, well, I could have if I dealt with it a little bit sooner. So yeah, taking responsibility for some things like that and, um, you know, knowing that you can't keep doing things the same way and expecting different results. Mm. Video games taught me that. I started playing like a year ago. I just like respawn in the same spot, like try to kill the people the same way. No, I just die immediately. Yeah, I had to switch it up. Yeah, and we always do have to switch it up because if you want big things to change then you know you have to make changes you know so like, don't be scared no I thank you I, I know you're talking to everyone but <laughs> this is really like a pop talk for me because I feel like I've lost some people and there's a little feeling of missing them right like they were part of my life for lots of years right. But then I'm looking forward and I'm feeling like, oh, my God, why did I not end this sooner? Right. I feel like it's natural to miss, too. And I feel like a lot of times friend breakups are like worse than normal breakups. It's painful. Yeah. I think because there's so many opportunities to hide in a romantic relationship, mm -hmm. but in friendship, we often don't want to hide from the other person because romantic rejection, for whatever reason, is much more difficult to deal with so we like put on a facade in a lot of romantic right endeavors even if it's like eventually the facade hopefully comes down <laughs> oh yes you but, see everything yeah <laughs> but you know there's a certain amount of dressing a certain way talking a certain way presenting the best yeah, version best of yourself forward. yeah um but then in the friendships, I feel like that's what hurts the one you're just like, but you knew me and I know you and we still couldn't figure it out. But well, the choosing to not be together could aid in that in the finding out, you know, right. Sometimes when you've known somebody a really long time or, you know, somebody very well, they stop listening to you or you stop being as kind as you used to be or you know everybody has a different way of falling into a complacent place with relationships right like I find that often I'll have a relationship with someone and I'm always giving them advice mm -hmm. and it's not because I want to give them advice but they'll present me with things that right. I, you like to solve problems I do the I same do thing love too. Puzzles. I don't take like anyone else's advice though I'm trying to do a way better job of that because I get offended is too strong of a word but like when people don't really listen to what I have to say when I'm giving them like really thoughtful advice I'm just like okay am I talking to a black hole but I mean it's emotional labor right it feels like a little bit of disrespect of time and if they tell me do so I'm like ah no they don't know what they're talking about right <laughs> I mean I think about that all the time because people have judgments all day about everyone and guess what that's great. Do you, you know why? Because it kept mm -hmm. you alive. You have to judge things. You have to gauge things. You have to be aware right. of what's going on. Judging isn't necessarily a bad thing unless you decide to like be judgmental and right. be acting as though the judgment you've passed is like law all right. of a sudden. 
Yeah. And sometimes, I mean, your friends may be able to point out things that you haven't really, like you just haven't noticed, you know, and it's not like they're trying to attack you. But in those instances, I feel like, you know, listen, like see what they have to say. And then if it just, if they're just whack, then don't worry about it. <laughs> I've been working on that myself as far as taking people's advice when I think that it's good. And mm -hmm. just because I think that it's good doesn't mean that I agree. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like someone will say something. I'm like, you know, I've heard that more than once. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take that and I'm going to, I'm going to sit with that and see what comes up. Cause I feel like sometimes we're so ingrained in our own beliefs of like, no, this is just the way that I'm feeling about myself. But if, you know, so many people are being like, but no, like you're great. You're like this. It's like, okay. I try to loosen up and let some of that like seep in and be like, okay. Like maybe I am just being too in my head about some things. Oh my gosh. It's I hard. It's hard yeah. though. <laughs> and it comes up every time you're going after something you really care about. So having the people around you being supportive of that is super important. And uh, yeah, I just have to remember that just because they were in my life for a long time doesn't mean that it was good. Right. And sometimes people can come back into your life. Oh, I mean, I sometimes it's like, you know goodbye for good but you know like never say never sometimes I have only noticed that people come back into my life under two circumstances either I'm on the precipice of a big change mm -hmm. and it's they're like people the, can sense it yeah like when you're about to level up they're like oh hey did you learn those lessons uh -huh. like remember me uh-huh <laughs> and you can either choose to engage them the way you always have or engage right. them in a different way and see what happens or if they've leveled up and then all of a sudden they like want to see where I'm at. Mm -hmm. I like those instances. I it's love fun. those instances. <laughs> Gosh, nothing makes me feel better than having been friends or lovers with someone and then having a bit of time apart and then coming back together in just a love way. Like right. just like I care about you. I exactly. want to know what's going like on in your life and finding out that they are thriving I love that too I had a really cathartic experience with one of my exes where like I feel like when we were together we weren't even really like humans I was like 19 just eating like Chipotle chugging <laughs> Z-Quil don't chug Z-Quil it's not habit forming apparently but anyways just eat cookies like play games all day wasn't really being that mindful Obviously, that relationship didn't work out, but we came back a couple years later, and he had been doing really, really well, and we just caught up about everything and things that we noticed um, in, like, our relationships since then, and things that we noticed, like, that we appreciated more about one another, like our sense of humor, I think kind of, I guess, having that separation, experiencing new things, and then coming back and just being able to relate to each other and being really open in like a different way that maybe we couldn't have been initially was just really nice. Yeah, I had that happen with an old boyfriend uh, where when we were together, talking about business was difficult mm. because we uh, both were in similar career paths and right. he felt kind of intimidated by that a little bit. As he should. I mean, <laughs> say, thank you. This is why we have friends. And so when we were together, it was a bit of a point of contention between the two of us because he didn't necessarily like that right. I was... I, I like was, power struggles. Healthy power struggles. I am they into healthy... <laughs> I think that a good healthy power struggle or healthy competition, I mean, you can always build each other up. Right. Just because we're competing doesn't mean we're not collaborating. Right, or supporting. Right. Oh, totally. And... um 
So once we stopped dating and, and things moved forward and we grew older but stayed in touch, we were able to talk about business things. And I was able to be maybe a little bit more honest than I was able to be when I was dating him. And he's been able to really make changes. And he even told his girlfriend now that I'm one of the only two people that he listens to. And Mm -hmm. the other one is her. So it's pretty nice. Well, because you just had someone that knew you at that point in time. You don't have to explain anything like they knew how stuff was. And then hearing about all the growth and change just makes it, you know, like that much more exciting to be like, yeah, we used to be that way. But now all of this good stuff has happened. So I think overall, don't fear the tower. Don't fear the tower because the tower, it it doesn't mean that everything is falling down. The tower is a natural part of life. Oh, yes. And it's symbolic of just as much of creation as it is of destruction because destruction begets creation. And that could mean a new opportunity in love, a new project for work. You move to a new place. I feel like I was getting the tower a lot before I moved to New York. Right. Um, And I definitely pulled the tower in a relationship spread that I did that I, I'm really proud of this moment. I determined I was finished. It was not healthy for me to continue to be supportive for a person who was being so dismissive of my person as my feelings were I love it when you get shared. to that point, though, when you're just like oh over it and you're just so strong in your power and you're like, I'm cutting this off now because it's not good for me. Yeah. And I feel like when you do that faster, like I feel like other opportunities come in faster than they normally would have. They do. And I think that's why what you were saying about resistance was so important. The less you resist, mm-hmm. the less goes wrong, really. Because resistance is kind of putting your own fears and insecurities up as obstacles. So you're not even getting what you want because you probably don't connect with feeling worthy of it. Mm -hmm. Or I'm speaking very personally right now. I'm just like, yes. If that that resonates with you, know that you're not alone. And if it doesn't resonate with you, but you're finding some other way that change makes you feel, I'd love for you to tell us about it. Tell us about the card of the tower for you and your experience, or maybe you can share with us the card of the deck that you dread picking. Yeah. I would like to hear like what people pick the most. Right. Yeah. Excellent. Maybe we'll do another episode on that. I love this in depth with just one card. I think it's going to help me learn my cards faster. The same. The visuals are great. So if you're not, (laughs) if you're not familiar with the Rider Waite deck, they're very available. Uh, you can get it on Amazon if you want to. Uh, they're classic. They're classic and they're beautiful. And they're a great way to start your deck. Check it out. Hey there, Tosca here. So I wanted to take a quick moment to share with you all about how you can support the Sex Magic Podcast. If you haven't already, you should follow us on Instagram. We also have a Facebook page. Pretty much everything is under Sex Magic Podcast. You can also find us at sexmagicpodcast.com and we have all of our links there. But most importantly, we recently launched our Patreon and it's really important to support us 
because our collective of co-hosts offers a diverse perspective on sex and magic. Though we each come from various backgrounds and cultures, our unifying passion is to empower and explore sexuality, spirit, and the occult in a safe and approachable environment. Each week, we offer a new episode on a fresh subject in the realm of spirituality and sexuality. We interview a variety of guests, from authors to psychologists to witches and beyond. We strive to share content that is educational, inspirational, and mystical. So join us on our journey through sex magic by supporting the work we do. Every dollar goes towards propelling us forward and will allow us to continue creating podcasts. By supporting our podcast, you'll join our community and be part of the conversation. Our Patreon patrons will gain access to various resources, rituals, recipes, and behind-the-scenes access. With more funding for our Sex Magic podcast, Coven can dedicate more time to crafting sacred offerings to our supporters, sex magic courses, videos, spell books, and we really would love for you to be part of our sexy little coven. So I also wanted to take a moment to shout out a few of the patrons we have so far. Shout out to Melina Beatrice and to Meredith Andrews. Thank you so, so much. And also a shout out to my boyfriend and to my mom. Thanks y'all for supporting. It means a lot. <laughs> so follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, our website, and support us on Patreon. We love you and we want to continue offering these amazing podcast episodes. And we're so grateful to do that and have your support. <laughs>